What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, The Priestess, here for another Naked Nude edition of Conversations with The Priestess. If you want this little video, you can find it on my OnlyFans forward slash Yannick Taylor. Um, don't forget to subscribe or follow. Give me a thumbs up and leave me a review, a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify that lets me know that you're listening. On this episode, I'm going to talk about my journey um, in healing and how I prepared for dating and I'm going to give y'all some tips that helped me um, in finding a healthy loving relationship so y'all stay tuned hit that intro what's up everybody it's your girl Yannick Taylor Thank you again for tuning in to Conversations with the Priestess. I wanted to discuss dating and discuss some of the things that I did um, to really have a better dating experience. Now, you must understand dating in this day and age is a piece of work because there is toxic waste in the dating pool. I mean, you will find all kinds of people in the dating pool. I will never forget. I was on the black app and I'm being very specific and I had connected with this individual. The conversation was good. However, a turnoff for me is when someone gets too sexual too quick. And this is non-gender specific. I don't care who you are. If you get too sexual with me, even on a hookup app, if you get too sexual with me in the beginning of a conversation, that is a major turnoff. And what pissed me off about this individual is that this mofo was pleasuring himself during the conversation and he had the unmitigated gall to say, oh, I just wanted to let you know I'm pleasuring myself while we're talking. And I immediately hung up and he texted me, why did you hang up? And I told him it was very disrespectful for you to tell me that you're pleasuring yourself and you to be doing that while I'm trying to have a decent conversation. I have lost interest and I blocked him. No need to do that. And that experience alone, baby, I deleted the app so quick. Uh-uh. And also in the dating game, you will have people that will play that role like they're the best thing. But once you start getting to know them and you see the representative leave and see that real side, baby, it's time to abandon ship. So what I ended up having to do is I had to divest really and truly from cis heteronormativity. And I actually had to divest from dating cis men number one i'm pansexual and also my experience with cis men have been have been questionable recently now i have dated some cis men they were great individuals however due to us moving in different directions in life it just didn't work out and also i saw certain things that i didn't want to be a part of anymore and one thing Again, divesting from cis heteronormativity and gender roles 
really helped me. And I love the partnership that I have with my partner because some days I am the, I am that masculine energy. And then sometimes, and we say this much because we're women and we're lesbians. Sometimes I'm the stud. Sometimes she's the stud. Sometimes I'm the femme. Sometimes she's the femme. It just balances itself out. And I think one thing, and I'm going to say this to the cis hits as well. Y'all have to, y'all have to divest from the, from the, the man is supposed to do something and the woman is supposed to do something. Y'all let each other switch roles sometimes. Switch roles sometimes. Lay down your ego. Because I had to lay down my ego too. And I think so many times we get caught up in, especially as queer individuals, we have to throw away the cis heteronormativity because we're queer. That's not going to work. Because number one, we're all we're already non-binary, transgender non-conforming. We already don't fit the mold. And for us to try to hold on to those systems, systems, they are counteractive to us. Throw that shit away. And while we're divesting from cis heteronormativity, I also am thankful that I that I went back to deconstructing from Christianity. I had already started deconstructing in around 2010 when I had left this church in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And although I was still in church, I still deconstructed, but I couldn't deconstruct fully until I fully left religion in 2021 after seeing how an allegedly queer inclusive ministry really didn't value its trans members and didn't value women at all. So it took me divesting and from cis heteronormativity and deconstructing from Christianity to really understand number one, myself and to understand who I am as an individual. And anytime you have been in a system like that of Christianity uh, Catholicism, whatever religious entity or spiritual ent entity, it don't even have to be any of the Abrahamic religions, but any type of religion. Um, I believe that deconstructing your spirituality helps you a lot in relationship wise, and you must be willing to undo a lot of things. A while back, I was telling someone that in if you want to look at dating, listen to black trans people, listen to black trans women, because we have so much insight on breaking the barriers of dating. And sometimes people don't want to listen to us, but baby, the next thing that you need to do is make sure that you're doing the internal work. If you have any trauma from your previous relationships, I'm going to say this. You need to talk to someone about that. You need to talk to a counselor, a therapist, or someone that specializes in relationships and preparing you for dating. Now, I don't listen to all these relationship gurus because half of them, they are divorced and half of them are passport bros and assigned to the patriarchy. So I, I can't listen to them. And I'm not a relationship guru. I'm only telling you from my experience. But in this dating game, you must do the internal work. And I realized that a lot of people, especially on social media, they exhibit signs of codependency, meaning that you have found yourself in certain behaviors because you've had to deal with enablers or deal with, not enablers, but deal with people 
who may have had certain issues, who may have been abusive or narcissistic or toxic, and you had to tailor your behavior around them so that they could be pleasing, so that you could get the attention or whatever you needed out of the relationship. Baby, you don't have to do that no more. You should not have to beg for anybody's attention. Number, and I say that, say this, do the inside work and heal from that previous relationship. Also examine how your childhood affects you in dating as well. How it affects your friendships and your previous relationships. Because when you start looking into your childhood, that will explain who you are as a person. That will explain why you have certain behaviors as an individual and why there are certain things that you, you know, experienced with dating or why you gravitated to certain types of people. I realized that in my dating history, I dated a lot of emotionally unavailable people because I had emotionally unavailable parents. Mind you, I was raised by my aunt and unfortunately, uh, my dad was in and out of my life. But I thank God for the father that I had in my uncle, who I affectionately called my pops. That was my parent. And a lot of people want to say that trans people don't know how to love because our parents weren't in our lives. We may not have had our parents in our lives, but we did have parental figures that taught us how to love, that taught us how to be outstanding individuals and upright citizens. And upright don't mean the whole Christian thing. No, upright means you're treating people with respect, that you're treating people with dignity. You're not oppressing other people because you've been oppressed. I thank God for the lessons that my grandmother taught me because although I was in a household with a narcissistic abusive parent and a woman that was emotionally unavailable, I too was emotionally unavailable, but it took, although I was in toxic relationships, it actually took one of my partners to tell me, sometimes I feel like you're not emotionally available. And I had to examine that. And after that relationship, I ended up going to therapy and realizing I shut off my emotions because I was so used to being emotionally manipulated, emotionally taken advantage of, partially due to my childhood, but also I allowed that to happen in other relationships. So when I learned how to be emotionally available and how to protect my emotions and articulate how I felt properly, I was able to navigate dating differently. But also it took me recognizing what emotional abuse looks like, what narcissistic abuse looks like, even dealing with a sociopath, knowing what that looks like and knowing what the signs that you may be in a toxic relationship or dealing with a toxic person. It took me looking at all of those things. One of the books that have helped me is Codependency by Bella D. Beatty. I've mentioned this book a few times. That is a great book to read if you've dealt with toxic relationships, if you've dealt with narcissistic abuse in relationships or in, in childhood. That is a great book to help you undo those behaviors because baby it gets ugly you have to check yourself because sometimes we don't know that in relationships we're exhibiting exhibiting those codependent behaviors until it's smack dab in our face 
it hurts and it's uncomfortable, but baby, we've got to do the work. And another thing that helped me in dating is taking time to get to know that person. So many times we rush into a relationship because we see that initial representative. But we have to take time to see the real side of that person. See how they act in tense situations. See how they act when they're out in public dealing with customer service people. Look how they talk about marginalized groups of people. See how they talk about oppressed people. And also see how they talk about the communities that you are a part of as well. These are all things to look at. And also see how they project on other people. I'm one person. I'm the type of person, if I see you always shading someone or always feeling the need to throw off on someone, then we're not going to be compatible. If you always feel the need to to pick apart someone, then baby, that's showing me that you're insecure and I don't need you. Priestess don't need you in her life. And this is what has really helped me in, in dating and relationships. One thing I also started doing in the initial stages, I look at how you communicate, how a person would communicate with me when they first um, interacted with me. I look at the type of questions that you ask and I look at what you do in the planning stages um, of dating me. I'm looking at if you're willing to plan a date and are you going to ask me the things I enjoy and are you going to tell me what you enjoy and what are we going to come up with as far as the date? Because there are certain things I don't enjoy. I have been on dates to where a guy wanted to go bowling for a date. And I enjoyed bowling. Sure, we can go bowling on a date. But don't plan a date without my input. That's a no-no. And I and that's one thing that I can't stand. Don't plan a date without me, you know. Don't just say, oh, I want to see this. So this is what we're going to see. Maybe I don't want to see that. Let's come to a common ground. If a movie don't work, maybe we can just sit at dinner and talk. I'm cool with that. But I also look at how people communicate with me. like, And also in dating and yes, in relationships, I'm looking at how you communicate with me when we first started dating versus on down the line six months into the relationship. If you can't communicate with me like you did when we first started dating, I'm going to ask what changed. And that's just plain and simple. And if you don't make a concerted effort, then or uh, or uh, or a cohesive effort, whatever I'm supposed to say, hell. Then that says a lot where this relationship is going to go. And I'm thankful for consistency. That's one thing I had to look for was consistency. And for so long, I accepted just the bare minimum. You communicating with me regularly and treating me with respect is mandatory. Because if you don't respect me, then I can't date you. I'm sorry. I can date you if you're willing to communicate with me. If you're really willing to understand me and listen to me and respect my boundaries. I have hard no's when it comes to dating me. I have things that you must respect. And 
one of the things that have been a real big issue in me dating is the fact that I am a social media personality. I do my TikTok, I do my YouTube videos, and the fact that I am a musician. I had a lot of people, I had some relationships that I was in that it was an issue because I was a musician and I did YouTube. They felt like it was an issue. No, I'm not going to talk about you on my podcast unless I talk with you first. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like there are certain things about my relationship I will not discuss on this podcast because that's out of bounds. But just know I have a great partner and babe, I just want to say I love you. Thank you. <laughs> but these are things that helped me. This is what, what what I had to do to get to where I am now. And sometimes you have to take a break from dating. And if you want to be a hoe, baby, enjoy your hoe phase. Because you never know what could come out of that hoe phase. People often say if you have sex on the first date, then that ruin all chances for you having a relationship. That's not necessarily true. There are there have been relationships where they had sex that first time and they were still able to have a healthy conversation and hang out without having sex. They were able to go out without it just being about sex. And they found out they had a lot in common and they were compatible and they should date. And also, if sex is in the equation, although y'all are having sex, you should already you should already know what you want when you're talking to someone you must date with intention so many people date just hoping that this is the one some people date thinking they can make this person the one no state your intentions from the jump to be honest i am interested in dating um, are you interested in dating? I would like to find someone to date and ultimately settle down in a relationship with that. And if that's a conversation that y'all have not had, then maybe y'all need to sit and talk and see where y'all are going with this. And that's something that I had to do. I had to say, hey, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying your company. Um, where do you see this going? What are we doing here? Like, you know. If you want just a friends with benefits, I can do that. But if you want something more, let me know and let me see what you want. Because number one, actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. I'm going to make sure that your actions match up. And we've all made the mistake of accepting whatever. Don't accept whatever. Don't accept just the bare minimum. See how far... They are willing to go to make the relationship work. And I'm not saying that in, you know, you dog them out to see how far you can take them. No, see if they are making an effort. See if they are, are they paying attention to your favorite things? Are they paying attention to the shows that you like? Are they paying attention to the type of music you like? Are they interested in learning about your favorite artists? Are they interested in learning about your favorite styles of music? Same thing goes for you. Are you interested in their style of music? Like one thing I will advise, I dare y'all. And I got this off of TikTok. I can't remember the person's name, but y'all try some things with your favorite playlist or y'all exchange social media out, out social media things that y'all listen to. 
maybe y'all can discover something new. Hell, you never know when you just sit and communicate and just get to know a person. And I'm going to end on this note. If you are looking to get in a relationship, don't be afraid to think outside the box. I often tell people, sometimes you have to deviate from your ideal type. Because I had to do that. I had to go from my ideal type of woman, my ideal type of partner, and really, you know, think about all of the other types of people that are out there that I didn't give a chance to. It is okay to give a chance to someone that you wouldn't typically And I'm saying the type, whether it be body type or what. And I'm not saying date someone that you're not attracted to. No, you need to be something must attract you to that person, but it should go beyond physical appearance. Um, One thing that I started doing early on in dating is I stopped looking at the physical appearance. Because I like all shapes and sizes. I'm looking at your personality I'm looking at your conversation and yes, I'm already looking at your beauty because it's something about you that I saw when I first looked at you that drew me to you. But I want to see what that personality is giving as well, because you can be the most beautiful person in the world. But that nasty ass attitude is going to make you ugly to me. Plain and simple. And I do not hate to be like that. But again, these are just certain things that happen that helped me in dating. I just really wanted to share that. If you've made it this far in this episode, please leave a mermaid emoji in the comments. And also, if you have made it this far in the podcast episode, wherever you're listening, I want y'all to share this at this point and tweet me and let me know that y'all listened with a mermaid emoji. That's my thing, mermaid emoji. I'm a fucking Pisces. Hey, hey, hey. And also, don't forget to share this podcast. Y'all live, love, and be free from the priestess. Smooch ass. Thank you.